Strickland. I have been fascinated with the unknown and paranormal realms since childhood. After a profound experience with my grandmother's spirit 20 years ago, I have been on a quest to observe, study, investigate, and communicate with the afterlife and beyond. It's been an ongoing journey of exploration and discovery, one that has taught me how mortality and the spirit world are forever bonded through the veils of time. One on this fabulous Thursday night here, October 7th, you're tuning into another episode of the Afterlife Chronicles and Beyond. I'm your host, Nicole Strickland on the WLTKDB Let's Talk Network. You can get to the site by visiting WLTKDB.com or the Let's Talk.com. And of course, uh, we're all over social media just with that handle WLTKDB. So we're in full swing in October here. I just have a few little uh, points of housekeeping, and then we will bring in tonight's guests, Steve and Kathy Weber, looking forward to talking with them. So I want to let people know that the date for the gallery readings for the world has been changed uh, to Sunday, November 14th, noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern. So this is obviously after the Halloween uh, craziness and then getting into uh, November uh, right before Thanksgiving. It's a really nice time to have this event. So that has been changed again to Sunday, November 14th at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, I'm also giving a few uh, other presentations uh, this month in San Diego, History of Spiritualism and Spirit Communication Techniques at the Aztec Brewing Company on October 17th. And of course, uh, I'm going to be doing an online talk for the Association for the Scientific Study of Anomalous Phenomena. It's going to be on the Queen Mary, pre-recorded on uh, October 13th, and I'm it might air on the 14th, but I'll let you know when that actual actually airs. And then, of course, uh, uh, Pete Orbea, uh, he's the whole mastermind behind the Port Gamble Paranormal and Port Gamble Ghost Conference, which will be taking place November 5th through, the, uh, no, yeah, November 5th through November 7th. Uh, you can catch his show Tuesday nights at 11 p.m. Eastern, Paranormal Pete, right here on the WLTKDB network. Uh, visit the site. Uh, there have been some recent amazing updates on the site, so make sure you check that out. And then I want to uh, talk a little bit about how it's it's the synchronicity of how I did a presentation this past Saturday called the Afterlife Chronicles, where I get into near death experiences and 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 connecting with spirit and connecting with the afterlife, and then of course tonight's guests are on. So there's that are also going to be talking about that same concept. There's synchronicity there. And I think that's beautiful. So uh, Steve and Kathy Weber are both Reiki and crystal healing practitioners. They're both authors, they have their book out now, the place between here and there. And they're working on their second book lessons learned uh, between here and there as well. So I'm so happy that they're joining me tonight on the Afterlife Chronicles. So, Steve and Kathy, how are you doing? Oh, we're doing Very wonderful. Well. Thank you yeah. so much for sharing your audience with us. Absolutely. I know it's been, we've been talking for a few months about this, and here we are. So, it's, it's oh. really an honor, and I know listeners are going to be amazed at, at hearing your story. So, let's start with a little bit about yourselves and, and, and a little bit about how this journey started for you. 
Well, um, Kathy and I, we uh, for we live on Long Island. Uh, we've actually split, split our time between Florida and Long Island now. Nice. But, uh, but uh, we were friends for, for 20 years, you know, very, very good friends uh, in a very small town. And, uh, and uh, living small town life was our life. Um, I, was, uh, I was a stay-at-home dad. I was uh, a biker, <laughs> the Harley driver, uh, a computer guy, but I, I love Harley. So, you know, tattoos, <laughs> you know, hot wings and rock and roll. You know, I'm, I'm all that. I least. hear you on that. You know, and, and it really was. But this whole experience prior to that, uh, prior to having this experience, uh, uh, I was zero on the spirituality scale. Yes. <laughs> I, Kathy, Kathy was Saint Kathy. I would call her Saint Kathy. But, but, but me, it wasn't that I was a bad person. You know, it's just that I was, I was, I liked having fun. You know, I was a pleasure maximizing unit. <laughs> you know, I was just a regular guy. You know, I just, I hear you, concentrating <laughs> on just, you know, paying the bills, taking care of my kids, riding my Harleys, and having a good time. And Sounds that was like a my, great life to me. <laughs> yeah, and that was and that was my, my my life until the day that happened that changed everything. And is and I was a happy person, but um, but wow, you know what a change and what a what a evolution. And uh, you know, as bad as that day was that I had the accident and I was profoundly injured, was the best day of my life by far. I wouldn't go back to a day before it. And in so many ways. I feel it, that experience prepared me for some of the greatest challenges that someone could ever go through after that. And, uh, and that's another reason why I'm truly grateful, not only for the experience, but also to have a partner to share that with it, with, with Kathy. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's, uh, she's been a good friend for, for a very long time and, uh, and really helped shepherd me through because once again, as I was not a spiritual person, but Kathy was, and I called her St. <laughs> Kathy all the time. And so, uh, so it, was a, it was a process to come to terms with this experience because that I didn't believe it was real. I believed it was the drugs that, that they gave me, or I hit my head really hard, or I right. had all these excuses on, on what happened. But, but over a period of time, there were these signs and synchronicities that just, it got to the point where there was just no denying it. Mm -hmm. And right. uh, and Kathy helped me with that process. Mm -hmm, she yeah. got into my thick head. Yes. It's all meant to be the people that come into our lives, you know, for various reasons. So talk, if you will, a little bit about that accident. And do you remember much uh, of exactly when it happened? I mean, yeah. you know, because some people will sometimes see their bodies or see themselves and they're like oh my gosh what's going on here can you describe like what you experienced yes definitely yeah um so i've been driving motorcycles all my life and i had been <laughs> thousands of accidents yeah accidents the wrong word you dump you dump dirt bikes all the time you know yeah you learn how to fall right. and so, and so falling yeah. is a shock to you and but 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 this was very different is that it was a Sunday afternoon and I dro drove out east to Eastern Long Island here where I lived at the time just to have some barbecue. It was a Sunday afternoon. It's something I did all the time. And Beautiful on the country out there. Beautiful. Yeah. And it goes on for, especially going the off season, there's nobody there. You know, you have the whole place to yourself. It really yes. was. And, and it was a day like like that, but something must have happened. The traffic was backed up for miles. And so I got on the shoulder of the road to like make a right turn to get out of this mess. And just when I got to the intersection, some gentleman was making a left-hand turn and a big 
pickup truck and SUV and slammed into the side of me. Oh my and, goodness. Yeah, the lights went out. I, I didn't know what happened at the time. And, um, but the next thing is I remember is I was laying back up on the cement and there was all emergency workers all around me. And I realized that a lot of time had gone past. Uh, but I, I tried to get up and I realized, wow, I could feel the bones sticking in my flesh. And my, I realized that, wow, this day was going to be like no other day ever. And right. uh, next thing I knew is I was flying through the air and I was going through the clouds. And, uh, and just as I thought, you know, <laughs> I, saw, I started coming down from the clouds and I saw a, a circle on the ground. And I realized I was actually in a helicopter and I was landing at one of the premier trauma centers in the world. Stony Brook University is a university hospital. They got oh, these. Yeah. Uh, I know about that. Yep. Yeah. And they and wow. And so when they brought me in, I that was the last time I was on this earth. For a lifetime, for many lifetimes in my spirit. In my bed, I was in a coma for three weeks on the wow. verge of life and death because I had so, so profound injuries. But uh, but in my spirit, I was in another place and I learned so many beautiful, beautiful, wonderful things in that place. And uh, I'd like to share them with you. I bet you did. You know, it's interesting. There have been so many studies on on near-death encounters and near-death experiences, and you learn that there are these uh, traits that are common among people of all ages, you know, kids, adults, people of all different cultures. So your NDE, what about specifically about your NDE was, I guess, similar to or different than some of the common claims that you hear of, you know, going through the tunnel and mm -hmm. seeing the light and having loved ones on the other side telling you it's not time to go back, life in review, all of that. <laughs> You're going to probably get into that anyways, right? <laughs> oh, it's, it's, I, I tell you, this has all been a tremendous experience because that I knew nothing of this prior to this experience. Right. And, uh, and so, uh, and so, yes, no, no, it's, it, there are common elements, uh, but there are some things about my experience that are unique to me. And that's a very important point because that I come from it. I am a Catholic <laughs> and, okay. uh, and, and so I come from life from that perspective. I'm more Christian. Christmas and Easter Catholic and, uh, and, uh, and I, I raised my, my kids as Catholics, but, 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 but truly that's from my experience. But I truly believe that if somebody was, was born in a different place or had a different experience, their experience in that place between here and there would identify, would reach out to them in a way that they could understand this. This is something that, that Kathy has, uh, has made, uh, you know, very, very, it's a very important message that, that, that we have is that, is that there's no one path. There's many paths to the same there destination. And the thing that is very unique in this experience is that Steve had no prior knowledge of what an NDE was at all. He, right. he just, he never read those books. Or, but I, having had experienced tremendous loss with my mom and my brother passing, my twin brother, I read every book. I mean, that's what you do when you lose someone you love is you just delve into like that to give comfort. And it's very comforting. So I read every book on those experiences. So when he described his experience, it 
it was the same as other experiences pretty much. I mean, I knew it was real. He didn't realize it was real right away because he didn't have that knowledge. But that's what makes it so validating is had he had those preconceived notions, then you he could have constructed in his brain something similar to what he's heard, but he didn't have an ability to do that. So when he described it, I was like, Steve, that's you had a near death experience. And he's like, no, it was the drugs. I'm like, no, it wasn't the drugs. <laughs> well, it was it was definitely a process uh, uh, to, to understand. And it just took me a while. And and I think really, really, it all gets down to your own Namo Gurudev Namo. You're in a teacher and your inner teacher has to understand it. And and it's not that someone's gonna be able to tell you or it really it really was that experience is I needed it to respond to my inner teacher. Mm -hmm. Kathy learned things the way she learned because that was the way that her inner teacher learned it. And so uh, and, and so that's why it was unique to me. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I've uh, read up that and I found I find this interesting that some people that have had these encounters and have visited the afterlife and the spirit realm can actually with their own imagination, uh, make the environment of the afterlife for them similar to their old to their culture and to their environment. When you went there, describe what you saw, like okay. what was the experience for you? Because I think I mean, a lot of people are in, interested in this and want to know it's, you okay. know, and then the more important I mean, it, it just goes to show that the love that 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 we have between, you know, for ourselves and the afterlife, it never goes away. That connection, that eternal bond between mortality and the afterlife never goes away. So, yeah. But anyways, go ahead. Let me, let me share with, with you. Thank you, Nicole. Yeah. Is that um, is that at first I didn't know I was anyplace else. In fact, for for a long time through the experience, I didn't know I was any place else. It was so closely rooted in my right. real life. But as time went on, that facade tended to go away as my awareness started to raise. Um, the first thing that happened to me is I was taught how to see, but really how to sense spirit in everybody and everything. And it wasn't that I was sitting at a table and someone said, okay, Stevie, 101 spirituality, start right. here. <laughs> right. you know, no, no, it was nothing like that, Nicole. It was, it was that, it was to my own Namo Gurudev Namo. I was shown things that I had to understand and figure it out for myself. And at first things went very slowly, like, like I didn't get it at first, but it took me a while to begin to understand it. So the first real experience I had with being shown how to see spirit is I saw someone from my past who I hadn't seen in decades. Oh, yes. wow. And they hadn't, and, and this is really significant. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you about that later, Nicole. But, mm -hmm. but, but he looked like he hadn't changed at all. Wow. And of course, I recognized it right away. But for some reason at the time, it didn't seem like anything was weird. I don't know why it didn't register, but for some reason, it was just like, okay. And then I saw him again, but he aged like to be 80 years old. And after a while, I talked to him. I figured out it was him. And that went on for a long time. I kept on interacting with people. And then after a while, I would see a gesture or I'd see a gleam in the eye. And then I would realize that it was my friend. I mean, this old business, I barely knew this guy. He was just a casual person I knew many years ago. And what I was being shown, and, and he would appear to me as a lady, as a Chinese person, as a, all different ethnicities, all different sizes. 
And no matter what, as time went on, I was able to get better at better at seeing that it was him, to notice that part of him that was uniquely him, that wasn't attached to the physical being. Like, so like the soul. Be, yeah, well, yes, yes, definitely the soul. But what I began to understand, my soul was like, from my understanding of my Catholic religion, but this was that, but it was more. Mm-hmm. It was, it was your eternal spirit. What I was being shown was the spirit, that energy inside everybody that is all part of the all spirit that we share, that, that, that part of yourself is always in spirit, but part of yourself is incarnated down here to earth in ignorance to learn and to grow. And that was what I was being shown is I was being shown that part of you, which is forever that was born with the universe, with the actual creation. And after a while, I didn't have to see, I could sense the energy. Mm -hmm. And then once I began to sense the energy, I began to feel energy in everybody, in everything, everything. And there was a similarity in this energy. There was, every bit of energy was different, but it was all made up of the same thing. I mean, everything. This and is was, tremendous. Yeah, and it was be- then when I began to realize something really important is I began to see that there's an energy in everything. And I began to really understand that really the creator and the creation are one, that they aren't two. That, right. that 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 we we are the creator that, that 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 we were born to have experiences to learn and to grow and we add all that to the akashic record to the consciousness of the universe the 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 everything that we hold and that's what we do is we learn from this experience so in that very first place i was taught to see spirit and sense spirit in everything and that was the foundation throughout the whole experience that set my understanding that I understood that we all had a spirit, that we, there was one God, the creator, and we were part of that creation, part of the very consciousness of the universe, very similar to like your cells in your body. Each cell has its own life. It lives, it dies, it reproduces, it, it, it wants to live. But that's a good, those, anal- that's a good analogy. Yeah, all those cells make up you, your body and your consciousness. Not one cell knows of your consciousness, at least I don't think so, is that, but, but they're completely unaware, but all of them make up your consciousness. And that's what I think these spirits are, is that, is that all of us together make up that one consciousness of the creation. That's and really well said. That is so well said. And it, it almost is, it's similar to like soul maturity, you know, when, when the soul leaves the physical body and goes into the afterlife, you have these levels of maturity that it goes through. And that's kind of what I hear. And then, Mm-hmm. The, the Nicole, whole aspect it. of collective consciousness and all of that, you know, so this, this is like truly mm-hmm. amazing. I think this is a good time to take a, our first break okay, uh, and then just for a couple of minutes. And then when we come back, we'll continue this discussion. So you are tuning into the Afterlife Chronicles and beyond on the WLTK DB network with guests, Steve and Kathy Weber. And we will be right back guys. <laughs>
Sunday, October 24th, the 2021 Statler City Psychic Fair in Buffalo, New York. Come out and meet psychic medium and host of School Through Spirit, Diet Renee, and spirit medium and host of the Ghost Finders, Rob Thompson. Diet Renee is a renowned psychic medium, medical intuitive, and master teacher of psychic mediumship development. Hailing from Wisconsin, Diet trained under world-renowned psychic Lisa Williams. Spirit medium Rob Thompson is one of Diet's mediumship development students. He is the host and executive producer of America's longest-running indie paranormal TV show, The Ghost Finders, on Amazon Prime, Apple TV, and Roku. He has made guest appearances on other shows, including Discovery Channel's Paranormal 911 and A Haunting, and teaches paranormal research at the Los Angeles City College. Come and meet these two superb mediums together on stage for live gallery readings. Remember, Sunday, October 24th, the 2021 Statler City Psychic Fair. Get your tickets now at statlercity.com. That's statlercity.com. Doors open at 1, close at 6. Gallery readings, tarot cards, and more. Statler City Psychic Fair. Tickets at statlercity.com. minutes past the hour you're tuning into the afterlife chronicles and beyond of course on the wltkdb network wltkdb.com tonight i am talking with steve and kathy weber and we have been getting into a very deep discussion about near-death experiences as steve uh, i i was going to say unfortunately experienced one but that's wrong fortunately <laughs> one because it really allowed you to see the truth that's out there. So let's go ahead and continue that. This is this is really important because, you know, a lot of people, I think, sometimes think that when we die from this physical plane that we're in, that, oh, well, we just, you know, it's it's black, it's nothing after. And that's yeah. not the case. That's what I thought. And, yeah. And that's what that's what you're being shown. So uh, you've you were talking about huh. this, but how specifically have you evolved spiritually since your NDE in the sense of like gaining more psychic awareness and, and all of that? Well, well, if the Steve 10 years ago meet the Steve today, he'd beat the hell out of him. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. No, I tell you, I, I tell you really, really so much spirituality. I, I, and this is something that's very important to both Kathy and I. Spirituality is a part of our life. It's a regular right. part of our life. And it's not something we visit to, but we live life. And that's one of the lessons that I learned so important there because mm -hmm. in the next place that I was there was where I had my life review. And if it wasn't for all of those life experiences, I would have learned nothing. I would have had nothing to fuel my spiritual growth because it is your life experiences that you take with you in that other place where you have an opportunity to review your life and then you gain new insight and spiritual growth out of everything that you experience. That was the true, that was where I experienced the most, the most growth was when I experienced those life reviews. And that was very important because that in the place between here and there, when I say between here and there is I, I don't mean here, obviously, but I don't believe it's 
finally in spirit. I believe it's an in-between place, very similar to purgatory, but not a place of punishment. Like in the Catholic faith, if I'm remembering from a long time ago, but <laughs> but but purgatory was was it was a place where you man, maybe you're not good enough to be with God. You you learn a few things, you're punished a little bit, and then you you send into heaven. But but it wasn't like that. It was a place of learning and spiritual growth that I believe prepares you for passing into spirit. I believe it's an automatic process. I don't believe, at least nothing that I saw, that, that there was a consciousness above myself that was creating this. It is the beauty of the universe, the creation of itself, that just as there's a birthing, a, a entering from spirit into physical being, but we, we know that so, obviously. <laughs> and right. then, but in the same way, there's a process by returning to spirit. It's a reacclimation. And so this is the process. The first thing was understanding spirit. The next thing was my life review, where I was making sense of my life. And that was so important because during this life review is that is that I was a voyeur, is I wasn't experiencing my life. I couldn't change anything, but I I I I we viewed it as a voyeur, but now I had the benefit of first off being a 50 something year old man with lots of life experience. I also had the experience of being in that other place and having that knowledge. So now when I reviewed my life, each time I got more insight into what had happened and I began to understand things more and something very miraculous happened is that I began to understand that some of the most awful things that have happened to me. Some of the things that are the most soul crushing things in my life were the things that brought me the most bliss in that life review. Because when I began to come to terms with things, understand what was causing the blockages that prevented me from truly understanding not only what had happened, but, but the meaning in it and how that fueled my growth. And so each time I went through my life review, I found it so difficult to have hate or animosity towards people who brought me bad things. I would never let anybody do bad things to me, but but gosh, it was so, no, I, I had lost the ability to have hate or animosity towards other people or myself. And I began to realize that some of the most difficult pains that people have in life are self-regret and shame, mm -hmm. right, Kathy? I mean, that was that. That's something that took a long time to come to terms with. Yeah, those yeah. life, those were lives, and you know, when you have that life in review, it's it's there for you to look at those aspects of life and grow from them. It's so, that's, so you know, I mean, how what now when you experienced that was it like a movie playing for you? Was it like <laughs> snapshot images, or was it more? Emotions. Okay. I mean, I know it's different for everyone, but I no, no, all this, all this is great, Nicole. No, 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 it's great. Get so, into it. So at first, <laughs> at first, Nicole, at first, it was like it went very fast. Yeah, but, I can imagine. But then there were times that that it slowed down, and that I spent a lot of times with moments in my life that I was a voyeur. I couldn't affect it. I was. It was almost like a movie, but 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 you were in the middle of it. It wasn't like mm -hmm. it was like. It was real, but 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 I couldn't influence. It was almost like I was a, I was a spirit. I was there, but I wasn't. I couldn't influence things. I, I don't know how to explain it. I just I couldn't influence things, but but I could see it. And but I but I could sense. I could feel. Now I could see spirit. 
I could feel what everyone else was feeling. So each situation took on a whole new meaning for me now because I, I saw it differently. And each time I did my life review, I did it closer to infinity than to one. But each time I grew. And so my awareness was raised. And so now when I had an opportunity to go through my life review again, I saw new insights. So it was almost like, and it almost knew, like kind of like what was on my mind, what I was working on, that it focused it on those areas of my life that the lesson was there, like almost like information was there for me to really focus on as I was walking down this path of realization. And I think one of the things I realized is like, you can't jump. You can't like, someone's not going to say a word for you, to you. And all of a sudden you got, at least for me, that I was going to have an epiphany and be over here. It was that you had to walk the steps. Like for instance, in order to see spirit, I first had to see my old, this old fellow that, that I knew I had to be trained. Like there were steps that I had to walk through. At least I did in order to go through that path. And so that's why that life review is just so critical in not only me understanding and getting the value and raising my awareness, but also to relieve all of the pain and shame and hate and regret. Because when people say that they see beautiful clouds and bright sun bows and everything else, those are all beautiful. But I think those are just reflections of other things. And so my bliss was coming to terms with all these things. It wasn't in the flowers or those types of things. It was really, imagine how you feel when everything is beautiful. You have no hate or animosity. You love everybody. Everybody loves you. You have that feeling and you have the understanding and peace. That yeah. is beauty. That's all. It's basically your, your feeling and coming to terms with your soul's true purpose. Pretty much, you know, I mean, that's, I mean, the soul is just as pure as anything can be. So, that's how I take it. And, and I mean, it's, this is beautifully said. There's a lot, I think there's a lot of misconceptions of, of the afterlife. And now that you've had a chance to evolve there and experience it, what would you tell to some, what would you say to someone that basically doesn't believe in it or, mm-hmm. you know, doesn't believe in NDEs? I mean, it's not our job to prove to people, but how would you, I'm curious as to how you would respond because I'm sure people you've run into that before. Well, I would say that first off is, is for for, first, I want to do a little quid pro quo there is that (laughs) that the way we, we, we really want, want, want to do this is that, is that sometimes you just put a word in somebody's mind, even if they argued with everything that you said a few years down the line, it's just, it's just starting a road for them. And that's the way we approach anything. Some people I've noticed like 99.999999% of the people are just such positive and love. But, but there are people who have very, very strong, strong spiritual beliefs that, that they believe anything that's other than what they are, they, they, they don't feel comfortable with. Right. And then there are those people who don't have any spiritual beliefs who are very adamant about those things. So, so those are sometimes we will get a little bit of that, but, but it's almost not even worth mentioning. Everybody, it's something that people experience and they share together. But I think that, that, that one of the most important things that, 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 that really validated it for me was that there was this one part. That, uh, that, that after I had my life review is that I was put in charge <laughs> of, of what I perceived to be young adults. And I had to teach them a task. They wouldn't listen to me no matter what I did, 
No matter what I did, they would not listen to me. And I feel like I connected with them. Like, like I'll be red team, blue team. Okay, you do this, you do this. We'll get an award and blah, blah, blah. They wouldn't listen to nothing. But, but they would seem like they would connect with me. And then when I was at my wit's end is I stood before the person who was in charge. And I realized a few things. I realized that I was standing before my higher self. Not, not Stevie Weber, higher self, like, but Stevie Weber was just a small part of that higher self. And that, and that I didn't communicate with my higher self, like talking, but, but as I pondered the kids, like I was able to figure it out by standing in this grace. Like it was like a, it wasn't that he was telling me the answer. It was like, I was understanding how to figure it out better. And I realized certain things. And one of the things I realized is that I, I misinterpreted the kids. I wasn't there to teach them a task. Is that they were spirits who had yet to have a human incarnation. And I was there to shepherd them on that human incarnation. Is that I believe that your spirit develops over time. It's not, it's not created in its current form. It's created like the universe. The universe grows and develops over time and through right. many incarnations. And this is what, and this is what at least what, 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 what I felt was what was going on. And, and what was very important to me at that time is that when I was struggling with these kids and once I came to this understanding and I was able to shepherd those kids through into having their first human experience. So, so when I was going through that experience, there was a lady there, a lady there who had nothing to do with what was going on. And that seemed odd. It really seemed odd because everyone there had a purpose. But this lady was praying all the time. But I couldn't hear her words, but I felt her energy. And it was almost like the prayer was a pathway for the energy. You know, it's almost like it didn't matter what she said, but it was this energy. And that was an energy that I began to realize and I began to recognize. And then when I woke up in my hospital bed almost a month later and I could see spirit, I realized who that lady was. That was the higher self of a dear friend of mine. And that was my friend, Kathy. I was just going to say, it's the person sitting right next to you. It, it, it is. And I was tied down in my bed. And just for the record, it's the first time I was tied down with my clothes on before. So but that's a topic for another day. <laughs> And so, and so, and, and so I'm tied down in ICU and they have, I'm intubated. I can't move, but, but now I want to talk to this person, you know, Kathy, we were good friends, but, but we were just friends. I mean, really, we were just friends. Like I was a stay at home mom. So I had a lot of mom friends and she was like, like one, one of my co-moms and, and yeah, we, I didn't time. <laughs> no, time. And so, um, and, and so I, I had to communicate with her right away. And so I had to tell her what I, I had to tell her stuff. And so I, I someone gave, my brother gave me my cell phone. Her, it, her name was on it. I texted her right away and I sent her a text. And what'd you get? Well, what did ha we had to backtrack just a second. Um, when I found out he was in a coma because he was such a near and dear friend of mine, I was devastated. I thought like, how, how could this person leave this earth? So I, um, I was very spiritual. I always had this ability to communicate with, not, not like 
a psychic medium, but have get signs from saints and angels and deceased loved ones. So I knew when he was in a coma that he was in an, another realm. And if I talked to him in my head, he'd be able to hear me. So I said, Steve, I, I can't see you in the ICU because I'm not next to Ken. Just pretend I'm in there with you. I'm holding your hand and I'm saying the St. Jude prayer. St. Jude is the patron saint of helpless and hopeless causes. And in that moment, that's what he was. I mean, they mm -hmm. didn't think he would make it 12 hours, never mind ever. Yeah, right, exactly. So I said, I'm going to be here every day praying with you. And I did that every day. And Almost a month later, I finally get a text from him and he says, hi, Kath, it's Steve. I just want to thank you for visiting me when I was quote unquote, okay, um, out, out, if you know what I mean. And I was just like, now I knew that that communication was possible, but when I've had communication with spirit, it was always through a sign or a synchronicity, not right. a direct verbalization like that. So I was like, you mean, you know, and he said, let's just say I've been to a place where I've learned that everyone is connected, but that you and I have a connection goes beyond this world. And I heard your prayers and I learned a lot of stuff and I need to talk to you about it. And like, it was amazing. Wow. It was just amazing because we I've read a lot of NDE books before and I've never heard of that communication happening like that where someone exactly exactly I mean you there was no way for either of you two to know I mean that shows the power yeah. of that whole telepathic communication and prayer oh and intention and exactly. because it, it's it's not just the words like you could say our oh, father and say it with no feeling and it's not going to mean anything it's when you have something in your heart that could like trans like mute time and space like you just there's a connection. There's a real connection that goes on and people need to know that energy doesn't die. It changes form and exactly. love never dies, never ends. Absolutely. There is, you know, that there's eternal love. And, and it's when, when you grasp onto that idea, of course, losing a loved one physically is, is hard. It's detrimental. Mm. But when you know that there's, the afterlife or life after, and you know that that love continues on eternally, you get that solace and it's, it's very yeah. helpful. So how was it like after this, after you woke up, you know, maybe after you're out of the hospital, I don't know if you saw him in the hospital or after he came out, but I how did. was that the first time that you two connected in person after this? How was that? Well, 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 first off, I was so profoundly injured is that my spine was broken and we have pictures of, of all the, the injuries in, in, in the book, but they had to put all these pins in it and I was I was bleeding internally. They had to do several operations. And so I couldn't walk. I was just, it, it was in a really bad state. <coughs> but, um, but Kathy, Kathy is like Miss Energizer. Yeah, you know, she, she she's like this athlete. And so and and so she she would take me walking and we would and we would walk for hours a day. You know, she was like halfway between Sergeant Slaughter and Mother Teresa. You, you know, she she really you know she she really give it to me sometimes, but then also be very kind at other times. And and I really didn't talk about the place between here and there for a long time, for about a year afterwards, because that I 
I was so wrapped up in my rehabilitation. And every once in a while, Kathy would prod me a little bit, but, but, but never too much because I was just, I, I, I don't know, I just didn't talk about it. I was kind of ashamed, I'm not ashamed of it, but, but I was coming to terms with it. I called it the universe according to Steve. Like I, 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 I just didn't know. And, um, and so that went on for, for a while and I was getting better. Every day it was getting better. I, I really drove it. And then one day, I came home to find my 20-year-old son dead from a heroin overdose. And it was about a year after the accident. And, oh, it was, it was just, uh, uh, you, you know, you think of so many things that have happened in life. And, and I, you know, being, being a tough biker wasn't so funny now, you know? You know, I, I was a good dad. I was a great dad. I took my kids everywhere. But... I must have failed somewhere along the way. And I just started to develop all this deep regret and self-doubt over it. And it just completely destroyed like, like my memory of my son because anytime I thought of him, I thought of the circumstances of his passing and not of all the great times we had together. He was a New York State Championship wrestler. He played the guitar, saxophone, and the piano. Wow. Wow. No, I have videos of him. It was like such a wonderful thing. And to have all this gone in a moment. But then I started to, it was, it was tough. But, 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 but Kathy was, was there the whole time. And, and she saw what I was going through, but she would prod me a little bit. And then one day, she took a statue of St. Teresa out of her pocket and said to me, did Nick ever try to contact me before? And at the time, uh, Nicole, I was, I was kind of pissed by it. I was because that I was really struggling with this at the time and it just didn't seem helpful. But, but Kathy, she needs to, water rolls off her back. She just, she takes out St. Teresa. She puts St. Teresa at the bottom of the tree and she takes out a pen and she writes, she writes a, a prayer and puts it down on the, uh, on the right next to St. Teresa. And so the next day I come, we, we, we come back and there's like 10 stones there. People had written on the, on the stones and put the St. Teresa's thing and said, uh, you know, prayed for somebody or something like I want a job, just little prayers that over a period of time, there were literally hundreds of rocks there after a while. Mm -hmm. wow. And what I realize is that in her wisdom, <laughs> is that, is that when, when, when I saw all the rocks there, it was, I realized that everyone has problems. But not like everyone has problems, nobody cares, but like everyone has problems, like we're all together, like we all share the same energy. We're all having uh, the experience to learn and grow. And so those were, 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 were the things I was beginning to see. And then when I saw all the rocks, I started to realize that we're all in this together. It was, once again, it took me back to that place between here and there. It kind of like reminded me of that Sing Sting song, Message in a Bottle, where he puts a message in a bottle, he throws it in the ocean, you know, and he expects his, you know, the answer to come back. Instead, 10,000 bottles came back. And I felt a connection. It really began to bring me peace. And that was, and that was what it was going like for a while. I was taking these small little steps, a little bit at a time. Kathy was was whispering, you know, she, she was helping me along the way and making me feel comfortable about talking about it a little bit more. And so over a period of time, we began to talk about it a little bit more. And, but, but still, I still was not, I still wasn't sure, I still wasn't sure that, that 
I, I wasn't buying it 100%, you know, like, like I felt like it was probably the drugs or something. And then, and then something very strange happened. And uh, with St. Teresa, well, what happened, Kathy? Well, uh, around the one year anniversary of Nick's passing, I was finding roses every day wherever I went. And I said, Steve, I said, there's something to this. I think I think you know, Nick's trying to contact us because we find roses everywhere. And he goes, no, he goes, you know, people just leave roses behind, you know. And I said, no, they don't. I said, the last time this happened was when my twin brother passed. And for a whole week straight, every day I found a silver heart somewhere in, in the oddest places. I said, <laughs> this is this is a sign. And he's like, no, you're out of your mind. So uh, just, uh, just well, he did. <laughs> and, uh, so then his cousin went to a, a local psychic, um, a psychic medium. Sorry, I got to put medium in them. And she didn't go to contact Nick. She went to contact her, her grandma. But when she sat down, the psychic said, there's a Nick here. Do you know who that is? And she said, yes, that's my cousin's son. He he passed. And so she said, well, he wants to let everyone know that he has a, saint, a synchronicity with St. Teresa and he's sending the roses. Now, Lisa didn't know about this. Wow. Because wow. we didn't tell her. So... Um, it wasn't until after the fact, but it, it, it goes even further. So then um, she said that he's, he's mentioning um, certain numbers that mean something to him. One, two, two, three, and five, six. Do you know what those numbers are? So Lisa said, yes, two, three, and five, six. That's Nick's number and my son's number. They would play football together. And on the line, they stood next to each other. They were like this big wall of like meat, you know, <laughs> and, and that you would see two, three, five, six. So she's like, oh my gosh, that that's Nick. And so then she said, well, what's the one, two? And she goes, that's the day of Nick's um, birthday. She's like, well, that's that's St. Teresa's birthday. So he's that's the synchronicity. So even with that information, which mind boggling. Absolutely. Him, I told him because Lisa told me and he's like. That's. I don't know. She's she's a psychic. She could have gone on Facebook and looked at. I was like, she doesn't even know who Lisa is. That, that you have a connect. Like she's not. You know, people don't do that. She's this is real, Steve. And he did not buy it. And then uh, maybe a couple of weeks later, we're on our way to the little Saint Teresa shrine that I wanted to make in honor of Nick. And I'm reading a, a prayer card that some someone gave me, and it's it obviously said that her birthday was one, two, but the day that she was canonized is the day that his son passed. Wow. May 17th. So I said, Steve, honestly, Nick said he has a synchronicity with St. Teresa and he's sending the roses. They have the same birthday. She was canonized on the same day that he passed. Do you believe this now? And then he was like, well, maybe there's something to this. Exactly. And like I exactly. Said, it's because he did not have that foreknowledge of NDEs and that spirituality that it took so long. But I knew all along. So right. I was just like, come on, Steve. Like, wake well, up, wake it, up. It's, it's, no, Nicole, it really, it really took, took 
time because it's a very personal thing. You know, this isn't just stuff. And you know, it's 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 very and and so I had to come come to terms with a lot of things. But I guess that you know, I'm an engineer, so I could do the math. I know the chances of that happening are just so extremely. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it just it's just so odd. But 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 then I had this understanding that that I began to realize that my son was in that place, right. that beautiful place between here and there, mm -hmm. that there is a life, that there is a life, a continuation of consciousness. It's not a ending at a beginning. And it, at least from my experience, it was a continuation of consciousness. Absolutely. And, that bliss, and there's meaning in everything, all your trials and tribulations, and you're coming to these understandings. And I remember the bliss that I felt in that place. And I began to think about those things. And then I had the dream, the dream that so many people have who've lost a loved mm -hmm. one, that I felt they were with me. And I felt Absolutely. like all this was a bad dream. But when I woke up, the sorrow had left me. Like There you go. It's, it, mm -hmm. it wasn't like it was. And you know the amazing thing, Nicole, is I got my son back. Because after that, after I had that realization, it was that now I, I realized that that wow, I would see him again sometime. And I'd see us in a whole self, not as father, as son, but truly as our higher selves and that there is meaning and that, yes, I would miss out on birthdays and babies, but there are so many other beautiful things in life that Lots life is good. And, and I really believe, and Kathy, Kathy really drove this point home, is that spirit to connect with you they need, they want you to be happy. I believe that too. Oh, I, I that, do too. It's in I order to communicate. Sounds good. I do too. Absolutely. This is such a beautiful, deep discussion. We have to take a second station break. So you're tuning into the Afterlife Chronicles on the WLTKDB network with guests Steve and Kathy Weber. We will be right back, guys. <laughs> One amazing author, Intuitive You, Psychic and Personal Development by Christina Bloom. We all have the ability to tune into our sixth sense, the realm of intuition. Whether your intuition presents as a gut feeling or full psychic ability, Intuitive You will help you to fully embrace how your intuition works. Let's not forget about Christina's newest book, Wisdom for the Age of Ascension, channeled messages from divine intelligence. Wisdom for the Age of Ascension is an updated and expanded second release of Christina's first book, The Contemplative Truth. Christina has expanded her reach to more light beings, enabling more information to be channeled to you, the reader. Wisdom for the Age of Ascension and Intuitive You by Christina Bloom. Get your copies today or visit MoonbowPublications.com. That's MoonbowPublications.com. here and you're tuning in of course to the afterlife chronicles with uh fabulous guests steve and kathy weber and of course tonight we've been talking a lot about 
Steve's uh, near-death encounter and how he's evolved spiritually and what he's learned from that. It's, it's a pretty fortunate experience. I mean, of course, the accident was tragic, but the blessing you had from that is something to really cherish. And so, and mm-hmm. I do want to offer my condolences. I'm so sorry for the passing of your son, but you said it right before break. You said, you know, you, he's in the realm. Uh, there's beauty there. There's a, you visited it, you know what it's like. And so mm-hmm. I think that's almost his message for you as well to not have that regret any longer. You know, he doesn't want you to have that regret. He wants you to be happy. Absolutely. You know, and that's, you said that the spirit world wants us to be happy, right? I think that's one of the reasons why it's connecting with us. So, mm-hmm. And and I, I do think that there's even with, with this particular message, it is even more impactful because that what I got back is I did get my son back. That was very important to me. But I live in my hometown where my son grew up and I could see all the pain and the suffering in all my neighbors and all of our friends' eyes. They were grieving for my son but they were also grieving for the grace of God. It wasn't them. Right. And I understand that. And I want them, I wanted them to, to relieve that grief of my son that I had. That grief was gone. I wanted to have that. So I went around to everybody and I made sure whenever I see them, I asked them about their kids. I want to know everything. And at first they were all a little awkward about it. But now when they see me, they tell, and we talk about old time now, old times. Really, you get it back. It's so, if there's one thing I could communicate to people, it has to be in your own time. But truly, if you could relieve yourself of the grief, not only could you receive messages but you'll get your loved one back. You really will, at least for for me. At least for me, and that and that was and that was my experience. That that's beautifully said, and and something to cherish forever. You know, oh, for eternity. Um, beautiful, beautiful uh, way of putting it. You guys, we have about ten minutes left, and I want to get out your events because you have several <laughs> events coming up, and of course, uh, where people can buy your books. But yeah. you also uh, offer workshops for Reiki and and crystal spiritual healing. Let's talk about that. Yes, in fact, that was how we began this uh, this journey with the book. At first, we 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 after I had the accident as part of my therapy, as I began to do yoga and uh, Kundalini yoga. I love yoga. Oh <laughs> and, yeah, uh, and it's, yeah, it's absolutely. Great. But, Great but, stuff. but there was this lady, it's the 86 year old lady who practiced yoga and he wanted to go to this yoga spiritual festival and she couldn't afford it. And so, uh, and so, and so we came up with, with this idea, like the people in the yoga studio, we're familiar a little bit with the story. So we came up with this idea that we take our, our, our future son-in-law who plays the guitar and we took our gongs together and we put together this workshop where we told the story and played music along with it. And really it was, it turned out to be a very cleansing experience, not only for them, but for me and Kathy. I bet. You know, yeah. because it's, it's about pulling the energy and cleansing the energy and through the experience and putting it back through the music and, and the energy. And it was such an important, such a spiritual experience that we had to do it several more times. We raised enough money to send her and a few other people to the spiritual festival. Oh. It was just a wonderful thing. But but people would, would talk to us about it. And afterwards and 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 we and we realized it was really time to write the book and that's what started us in this journey and uh, and it really is and when we went about writing the book is that is that 
the, many books are written in di different ways, but we wanted to keep the story, the magic in the book. And, and, and so we created a flow to the story. Most of the details are in the questions and answers. A lot of the very, the deeper spiritual issues we use in the questions and answers because we want to show the path of discovery, uh, coming to terms with spirit from someone who at best was an agnostic. And, uh, and, and it really does. It shows a path that, that we all can learn. And grow and 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 so what you, you were saying before is about about I wouldn't I tell you if it wasn't for that accident I would have never been able to make it through losing my son and it really is and I learned so many things about life that that I couldn't even bear any ill will towards the gentleman who sold my son the drugs or anything you know it's like I don't know how to explain it but 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 truly there's bliss in life and going through these things really helped us to understand that and uh and so um and and so writing the book really helped us to come to terms with that mm -hmm. and so and and so we we love the workshop we have our website we have facebook uh, our book is on um, on uh, amazon but we also have an audio book it's in spanish Great. as well awesome. and um and we also, uh, a very special place to us is Casadega, Florida. There's this beautiful spiritual camp. They call it the Casadega Spiritual Camp. And we've presented our workshop there twice before to capacity attendance. And, uh, and so we're going to do it again on October 11th, just, oh, it's just a couple of days. So, so if you're in Casadega, Florida, come by, we're going to bring all of our gongs and we're going to really, it's in this beautiful, beautiful, Art Deco, 1920s, oh, big ball. And, I love Art yeah. Deco. Oh, my gosh, of course. So, but, but I, I want to just, can I just share one more quick story? Do we have enough time? Sure, for like yeah, we have minutes? about five minutes. Right. So, yeah. Okay. yeah. So, so one of the things that Kathy had, had said to me that really, you know, took me for a turn was when she asked me, did Nick ever try to contact me? And, uh, and because... Part of it was that I wasn't really believing at that time, but also part of me is that I didn't feel, and everyone's different. And I've been to mediums that are wonderful, but for me, I didn't want anyone to get between me and my son. I didn't because that I felt, I don't know, is that I didn't want someone, I don't know how to describe it, but, but we had a very close relationship and, and I just, I felt like I could reach him and that, and that I didn't want it go through any filter just for me. Right. And I was just waiting for that sign. And so one day, Kathy and I were walking on the beach. We, we, we lived by the beach on Long Island. And Kathy collects beach glass. You know, it's, it's, it's like beach is tumbled. She makes all wonderful mm -hmm. things with, with it. And so we're walking on the beach. And, um, and she's, she's doing affirmations to, uh, to heal the world because we're going through that health crisis that we're all experiencing. And so first off, if, uh, if it wasn't for Kathy, things would be a lot worse. <laughs> and so she's, she's sending this healing energy out. But also is that she, she St. Germain, the violet flame, is that she calls on St. Germain and she wants an affirmation from St. Germain that he's heard her her prayers for healing. And so she asked for <laughs> violet beach glass. She wanted to find the violet beach glass as a sign. And so she, so, so we, violet beach glass is like hen's teeth. You will never find violet yeah, beach And I knew we wouldn't find it. And so, and so we're walking out of there and she had a puss face on. So oh, I didn't find violet beach glass, blah, blah, blah. And so, and so that was what, what was it. Then all of a sudden this puppy, this Dalmatian puppy comes running up to us. <laughs> 
you know, oh, jumping all over God. us. And the owner comes running out. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And we're, and we're dog people. Like, no problem. We're picking them up and patting them and, you know, yanking on his tail and stuff. And so, and so I ask her, so what's the dog's name? No. Pilot. No, 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 no. I'm not done, Nicole. I'm not done. I'm not done. Violet. Okay, so so all's well and good. So so we're walking away, and Kathy has puss face on because no Violet Beach glass. And so I said to Kathy, the dog's name's Violet. <laughs> and I, you know, I'm trying to get it to understand because you would never think this it's a Dalmatian. It's white spots. How do you get Violet out of Dalmatian? So I'm walking <laughs> away from Kathy and I'm saying, Kathy, that's a sign. You know, there's a message here because I really believed at the time when I was coming to terms with this is that you got to put away the oh wow factor when you get signs because it can blind you to the true message as you're getting. So, so as I felt like I relieved myself of that, of that grief, I began to see signs that once I start to say, accept them as real signs and not go, oh wow, I start to look into the meaning of them. And then yes. so I said to Kathy, there's no way. We have to see this lady again. There's something here. Run it back. A few weeks later, we bump into the lady. Violet's there. We talk to her. We tell the story. She lost her son under very tragic circumstances as well. And she named the dog Violet because her and her son had a thing with Scarlett O'Hara and a Violet dress and something like, like that. And so she spelt it a little different. She spelt it like Scarlett's name. Like the two T's. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and, and so, but... But really, and we began to talk together. We became very good friends. And actually, I thought I was helping her, but uh, energy flows both ways. It does. And it was what I began to realize. What happened just then? That was my son. That was the way my son would communicate with me. Is that, and her son, that they brought us together to talk, to resolve some things. And I'm sure we, we, we both Thought, thought we had everything resolved, but it was like a spiritual garden. You always got to weed your spiritual garden and to have other people who could share those experiences. And that was what happened when we took away the wow factor, when we began to see insights. So once I left the grief, I took away the wow factor, then I started to feel those messages. And so uh, so I just wanted to share that with that you. That is beautiful. That, you know, in synchronicity, you know, the spirit world, it, it communicates crazy. through synchronicity, big time, huge. Beautiful story, uh, beautiful ways of putting this. It's been an honor to have you both on Thank the show. You. I'd love to have you back sometime if you'd like. We would, um, we would love to. And between here and there.org, between here and there.org, as uh, YouTube, Facebook, all that stuff, please write us letters. We, we love to respond to people. We, we, we really do. Mm -hmm. And it, it is, it's a two way energy. When, when people really write is. us, we, we, we yep. learn. Absolutely. There's always a reason for why people are connected. And there goes my cat, Kaylee, right on time. So there you have it. <laughs> One hour exactly. All right. Thank you so much to Steve and Kathy Thank tonight. You, you guys are wonderful. I look forward to your second book coming out. Uh, and then, of course, next week I have uh, Seth Michael Interest no. and David Luciotti coming on. Thank you guys for tuning in tonight. I hope everyone has a Beautiful weekend coming up. And of course, here at the Afterlife Chronicles, we are bridging the gap between mortality and the afterlife one experience at a time. See you next week, guys. Have a great night.